Hi, just a quick disclaimer. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not reflect the entirety of Cry or CRC. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Creative Resilient Youth podcast called The New Normal. And this is our first podcast episode of 2021. It's a new year, it's a new us. So yay us. I just want to go around and have everybody introduce themselves and their role in Cry. So I can start. Um, my name is Andre and this is my third year of Cry. And I currently organized a podcast as well as communications, aka our Instagram page. I made graphics for that. And yeah. Hi, I'm Avani. This is also my third year of Cry. I um, am a part of the uh, Collective Care Fellowship. So I deal a lot with um, how we are caring for each other and how we're functioning as a collective and aligning on stuff. And also I dabble in um, the merch uh, aspect of things. Hi, my name is Peyton. This is my third year as well. And I am the exhibition um, fellow. And my goal is to plan and organizing and producing the exhibition in May. Woo-hoo. Hi, my name is Alana. Uh, this is my second year of CRY. And I am a fellow with the CRY Care Fund, which is um, a Philadelphia mental health mutual aid fund. And so we're just organizing money to spread out within the mental health community in Philadelphia. Hi, my name is Michael, and this is my second year in CRY. And I took part in designing the merch for my group in CRY Collective. All right, all right. So... It's a new year and obviously, well, we want to pretend that last year didn't exist, but um, unfortunately it has and it's affected us in different ways. So I just want us to kind of reflect back on last year and kind of channel like what happened last year and like how that affected us like mentally, I guess, but also kind of checking in on like what energy do we want to bring with this new year? I can start. Um, last year was craziness. Um, it had so many, so many downs. I'm not, I'm going to be real. So many downs, a few ups. <laughs> it wasn't all bad, but, um, I'm going to pretend that the new year starts February because I feel like January was a continuation of 2020 as far as like downness. But, um, Last year, I, I felt very lost, and I could feel my mental capacity dwindling down. Um, but I'm hoping that this year, well, I'm already feeling this year, I'm feeling a little more rejuvenated and a little more um, inspired and, uh, yeah, inspired and rejuvenated and refreshed. So I'm hoping to bring continue to carry that energy this year. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, 2020, it was something, it was something else. Um, yeah, I had my struggles, my, my happy side. Um, and I think for 2021, I'm trying to stay out of the, um, the past, stay out the future and just be in the present and just being my authentic self, like my true self and just like going with the flow of everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, Enough said about 2020. I'm so excited for what CRY specifically has for 2021. Um, 
And I'm very content to just focus on that and focus on my goals moving forward. Yeah, I'm so proud of Cry and how we accomplished a lot of stuff these past few months. Uh, what I got to say about last year is that we tried so hard to adapt. And there was really all so many downfalls to last year. And all we could really do just keep stepping. All we could really do just move forward and just sacrifice a couple more years or however, however long it takes before we can, you know, be at our prime for this club or exhibit or whatever we got planned for this year. Well, we can all agree, like, universally that last year definitely hit different. And, I mean, we did the best that we could. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, was that something weird to say? I just, I don't know. I'm just speaking whatever comes out of my mouth right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So true. <laughs> Too true. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree that, like, last year just wasn't it for any of us. And, like, we had more downfalls and ups, but I think we did the best that we could, specifically within Cry. We made a podcast, we made things work, and we like stayed resilient with it. So I'm really proud of us for being able to do that. And I think personally for me, um, reflecting back on last year, I feel like I kind of lost a bit of myself within the pandemic because like staying inside 24-7 and just like, I guess, adjusting to a new lifestyle was like very different for me and especially as somebody who loves like being active and being outdoorsy um it was like strange to be inside because I feel like experiencing the world is like kind of how I get a sense of inspiration within my own creativity so in a way I kind of like had a lack of creativity and I don't know this new year I'm like slowly transitioning into like becoming more inspired um more hopeful for the future and with everything happening within cry i guess everything like that we're doing right now inspires me to like create and do more and like gives me hope for a better future where we like can actually create and like be outside with each other and stuff like that you just made something click in my mind that the reason why i haven't been creative is because i've been inside 24 <laughs> 7 like it that really just clicked like I I feel like staying indoors and being in quarantine not having the socialization and like just like being inspired by the world around me how much that affects me <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely and like also on top of like not having socialization like the only way we can possibly communicate with people is like through our phones, like through calling and like FaceTiming and Zooming and stuff like that. But on top of that, we also have school. Like personally, I get so tired of our screens every single day. I try to stay away from my phone as much as possible because school in itself is already bad. Like even in person, it was bad. And being online makes it a little worse. But then like it just tires me out to like look at a screen all day. So it doesn't really give me motivation to like want to reach out to people through like FaceTime and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, it is nice to like catch up with friends like every once in a while, but it definitely takes a toll of like my social battery. I was gonna say another thing that made me think of is like 2020 is definitely, it definitely made me more grateful for all of you, but um, also just like, it, I think it makes me value our in-person time so much more. Um, like we got to have a small little picnic during the summer, socially distant, of course. And then 
if I do get to see y'all during the ex exhibition, that would be so awesome. Um, and like, if this was a normal year, like seeing y'all during the exhibit would just be, you know, another day, but it's gonna be so great now. Yeah, I think it's gonna be twice as impactful to, if we like to see y'all with your art in this exhibition that we've been working towards for so long. Like exhibition days are always already like, so like hype and like, oh my gosh, it's happening. But to see you guys and your art after not seeing you guys for months, oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, going off of that, I just wanted to ask like, what do you think personally or within the collective, what was the most challenging thing last year? Being stuck inside. Cause I don't know if it's, if it's just me, but lately, uh, people around me, everybody's been sad because everybody's inside. Everybody's mostly inside. Nobody has really been open. I mean, we obviously can't go outside, but still, at least try to get a little sunlight's good and enough. But yeah, um, I think for me it was like trying to figure out what to do, just like at all, because I felt like I as a person, as a human being, I needed to know what to do. Um, and there was a lot of expectations, like with school, I feel like they just pretended that there wasn't a global pandemic occurring and they still held the same expectations for students. Um, and now some schools are being like, oh wait, maybe we should have cared for your mental health since you were all experiencing something incredibly traumatic. But then it was, um, it, I just assumed everyone knew what was going on and what they should be doing at that moment. And it made me feel a lot more isolated. Um, coming to cry definitely helped because I feel like once the pandemic hit, we didn't really hold any expectations with each other other than being there. I actually have something contrary to you, um, Alana. I because I, I'm, I'm an essential worker, I worked at a grocery store this entire pandemic. I put everything into working there because I was like, oh my gosh, it gives me something to do. And even though it's scary to be outside and I don't want to be here and I don't want to be outside, I can't be bored at home with nothing to do. So it was like this weird balance that I struggled with that fueled um, my weird issues with like being a workaholic. Um, so that was definitely really um, terrible because it took a, an emotional and physical strain on my every being. Um, but I'm my um, coworkers around me helped me kind of overcome that and remind me like you're a person and not a robot. And also coming to cry especially helped me realize like oh no I'm a I'm a human being with feelings and and issues that need to be addressed and like someone that needs to sleep at night. <laughs> um, so that was definitely a really big. <laughs> I definitely resonate with both of those statements. Like before lockdown, I was like a very active person. I felt like I always needed to be doing something every single day and like be productive. And I feel like more so than ever during like quarantine, there's like always this pressure to like be productive, especially seeing other people being productive online. It just like kind of makes me want to like be as productive as other people. But truthfully, like I can't be that and I can't hold myself to that every single day it's very like mentally exhausting and like physically exhausting to like want to like have to do that and 
with this new year, I'm trying to learn how to relax and like take some time for myself to finally just like do nothing, you know, just like, I don't have to be productive. I don't have to be doing something every single second of the day. I can just like lay in my bed and not feel guilty about it, be on my phone and not feel guilty about it and really learn how to, um, I don't know, know my capacity in terms of like workload. One thing I challenged with last year was grieving. Um, I did come into a situation where I had to like just stop everything in my life, like literally stop. Um, and even though it was it was nice to be able to just be remote at with school and everything, it still was kind of like a struggle because I was still dealing with my grieving. And then I still had to do like projects and I had to do like studio projects at that. So it was a pretty struggle. Um, but on the other hand, I did start to, um, I think like face my fears as well as um, just knowing myself a little bit more, knowing my boundaries, um, knowing what I do like, what I don't like. And as well as like getting, have falling in love with nature. Um, it's, it's amazing that I was able to fall in love with um, grounding and um, like putting my hands in soil. It definitely helped me in the long run with just dealing with everything. So it sounds like we are like reaching a happy point. So I just want to bring the conversation to like kind of a happier place. Um, so it's February now, but we are approaching one year since being on lockdown, which happened in March. And I'm just, it's crazy to think it's like already one year because I literally can remember every single thing I did last year. Like it's all in my head because this whole lockdown situation has felt the same every single day but um anyways <laughs> besides that um yeah so moving into a happier place um as we approach one year of being on lockdown what's something good that came out of lockdown and like what are some things that we learned how do we grow as people individuals i want i've thought about this a lot during lockdown <laughs> like especially towards like december of last year um uh, I feel like there is something that's always kind of good in people taking time to themselves by them by themselves, you know, um, even though we were all forced to be alone for the most part, I feel like for me personally, while I was, I, I don't know, I was very like self-criticizing whatever, but th through those like moments of that, I also learned how to be so much nicer to myself and just observing myself and being stuck with myself and only me every day I kind of learned to like this person that I live with you know it's like if you have a roommate like that you don't know like you know when you move into situations where like you don't really know that person and you grow as friends it's kind of like that happened only with myself which is a little weird um and I don't know if anyone else can relate to that but I've talked to some folks and it's kind of the same narrative of just like I, I learned to like myself through lockdown because I was the only person that I had and that self-love and that connection grew stronger through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally relate, except like, I'm not sure. I was definitely nicer to myself, but um, I think that was just because I didn't have anyone to compare myself to 
like being alone being in quarantine um and sure there was like instagram facebook like snapchat and everything but i could literally just turn my phone off and not have anyone to compare like my body to or my accomplishments to and that just like left me and myself and i i think that really helped me learn how to be content with what i was doing rather than constantly comparing myself to someone else yeah, I think being on lockdown definitely taught me to like spend time with myself and like really get to know who I am as a person. Cause I mean, I mentioned the fact that I was like very active, like a very outdoorsy person, but like who am I outside of like that aspect? Like I kind of rediscovered new hobbies in quarantine and stuff like that. Like I started playing the guitar and playing piano a lot more, which is like something I'm like really grateful for just to like have as like a kind of a way to like relieve myself and just like um, really have something to do and like keep me occupied during quarantine and like stay productive. And I've also like gotten in touch with like drawing and stuff like that, which is like during the school year, I never really had time to do it. So I didn't really have any excuse not to do it this time around. So I'm really grateful that I was able to like explore my creativity in different ways during quarantine and like kind of allowed myself to have time to really explore who I am like internally. Um, I agree. Um, it was definitely a time for me to take out from socially seeking um, acceptance and learn more about who I really am, except for, instead of appeasing for like individuals. Um, and as I was saying, like I got into gardening. Um, I got this opportunity with this lady, um, from my school in April of 2020 during the quarantine. And it helped a lot because I hated staying in the house like with my mom and my sister. Don't get me wrong, it was very nice, but you know, it was like, no. But um, I don't know, it, was, it felt good. It just felt good because I had like that sort of isolation and um, facing, finally like facing like the dark emotions that run for me. Wait, that makes sense. Motions that I run from. <laughs> um, a friend and I were also talking the other day about how I feel like in day-to-day -day life, everyone is so concerned about everyone else, which, you know, is very clear because all we, I mean, a lot of folks, most folks compare themselves to other people, but um, in a lot of our um, just relationships with people and interactions, it's always about them and a lot of folks don't really ever look inward or ever like try to focus on their self. Like we always come into this problem where it's like, I'm overextending myself or I am not um, putting my needs first, which is a problem that a lot of people face. And I feel like through quarantine, people were kind of forced to have to like set boundaries with themselves and learn about themselves in order to not in order to like be with other people, but I feel like everyone is going to be a little different with everyone else once uh, uh, quarantine and once COVID has been, um, you know, resolved for the most part. Um, because people have set these boundaries with themselves and learned what they like, learned what they don't like. Before we transition into the next um, question, I just wanted to ask Michael specifically, I know you are really firm on like 2020 being a really hard year. So I'm just wondering like, 
what was like something challenging that you experienced um, in 2020 and like how did you grow from that experience? There was multiple things that, that I found challenging last year, but the thing that I, ha- I had a break from it is just to live in the right now, like just do what you can do, like do what you can do right now. There's so much holding us back that we're not at our full potential, you know? And like, just do what you love. That's what I had to figure out. Figure out that just do what you love. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement, especially like, uh, I don't know, as a creative, like who lost some sense of inspiration during quarantine, I have learned that like, I had a lot of plans for like music in 2020 and it did not come into fruition because I just, I don't know, I was very stuck within the pandemic. I'm like trying to navigate between like what I should do or what I can do. But I realized that like, you can't really wait for opportunities to come to you. You have to t- make opportunities for yourself. And in a way, like that kind of pushed me to like, what you said, like do what you love. I guess like predicting more so or like forecasting more so into the future. Um, I know Avani kind of touched on this with like social atmospheres and everything, but how do you all foresee um, the world post-quarantine? I guess I'll talk community-wise first. I feel like um, at the beginning of this, there was a lot of stuff going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot about like community care. And I feel like, especially in Philadelphia, there was a thing going on with um, folks living in encampments on um, the parkway because they were completely houseless um, because of uh, they've been houseless or because they were recently like kicked out because of, you know, uh, not being able to make rent because of um, not having a job. Um, so I feel like folks are now going to come into this post quarantine world with a new mindset of like the community can always, and will always help the community. I mean, at least I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, I feel like so many things have been exposed and so many different um, patterns of our society, of our government, of um, our little neighborhoods. Like, I feel like a lot of people will be a little more reliant on each other as a community, as far as resources and stuff. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of folks have realized that they enjoy being alone. (laughs) So I feel like as much as people are going to, you know, love um, being around everybody again and love um, being with their communities and stuff, I also feel like people have gained a newfound respect for having alone time, even though they've had too much of it now. But I feel like I know that I know that as soon as I get into like a space of like being around people, I'm going to be like, I need to take a break because I know what that feels like. And I need one now. You know what I mean? I have no idea like what the world at large will look like. I have no clue I could have never predicted anything that happened in the past year so I don't think I'm even gonna try with this one but um I know for me I feel like I'm at a major like social deficit like I I miss hugging my friends and I miss um even just like uh sitting in a really cool coffee shop that's an experience that I really miss and um I think I'm just going to be, at least for the short term, after we get out of quarantine, I'm just going to be chasing those experiences and trying to connect with um, everyone that I care about in person while I can. 
Yeah, I think for me personally, uh, Alana, you mentioned this earlier, but kind of valuing like in-person time with one another and like really cherishing those experiences because you never really, well, you never really know what's going to happen. Maybe, God forbid, another pandemic hits, but um, like you just have to live in the moment and like very, be very like, uh, I don't know, don't take it for granted and really live in the moment and cherish those experiences. <laughs> I'm just repeating myself at this point, but that's what I want for the future. And um, post-quarantine, I just hope the world um, comes together more um, like community-wise because um, we've seen how this pandemic has affected all of us um, in our communities. And fortunately, there has been some groups that have like organized some things to like collectively help other people. So I just hope that more community work comes out of this. And um, I guess socially, uh, people will like know their capacities more because I know for me, like, I know that after a social outing, like I need a break for myself and just like alone time. Like I can't go from one social group to another and like not be socially exhausted. So I know like for me in the future, I will definitely have more I guess, knowledge in terms of like my capacity and like knowing what I can handle in terms of like social atmospheres. But um, yeah, I hope that we all like take care of ourselves a lot more, especially like being in quarantine by ourselves. Like it teaches us to like know ourselves a little better in terms of that. Y'all basically said everything that I can say, but yes. I'm also thinking about like what you just said, like I can't hop from one social like group into another. Like before quarantine, like I used to go to like gatherings and parties and I would go to multiple a night. And now I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> like that is impossible now. Like I need a break. Um, but uh, one more thing I wanted to say is that I feel like um, post, I hope that post quarantine people have a newfound respect for life and the lives of the people around them. Um, because, you know, COVID has taken lives. It has restricted everyone's life. Um, so I, I'm like, back to what Alana says, said, like um, going to, like the mundane things in life, going to a coffee shop and sitting around and just like sitting <laughs> in the presence of another person. Like I miss that a lot. And I feel like people will have such um, um again like a newfound respect and a newfound love for that um because i feel like a lot of people deny their emotions um definitely not guilty of that uh, <laughs> uh so um it's made me a lot more grateful of like being in the presence of another person and like having another person's energy around me yeah that also reminded me just like a quick side note um like earlier in the year before quarantine ever happened uh like I used to do so much like in a day and I don't know how I did it like I used to wake up like in high school I used to wake up at like 7 a.m and then I, I wouldn't come back home until like 8 and that was like so crazy to like know that I did that and like stayed out because like even walking to the grocery store now is exhausting <laughs> like it's like a five minute walk for me but like oh my god when I come home I'm like so exhausted like even that's a lot for me as somebody who like was cons constantly out and like walking everywhere like yeah it has taken a toll on me but 
even going to the grocery store now, like I'm, even though it is kind of tiring for me, I'm grateful that like I get to like have the freedom to go out and that I am able to like do that. And also shout out to our essential workers who have been working tirelessly throughout this whole pandemic. Um, Avani's one of them. So shout out to Avani specifically, but also like everybody out there, like the doctors and everybody who's working at the grocery stores and pharmacists. We appreciate you. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, but okay, enough of 2020. So transitioning into the new year. Um, I know it's been kind of rough on some of us in terms of like, I guess going into 2021, especially like while we're still on lockdown and quarantine. Um, I'm just wondering how we generally feel about like transitioning into a new year and how, I don't know, kind of, yeah, that's it. <laughs> just how we feel about the new year so far. Um, it was a rocky boat in the beginning. Um, but I'm feeling good about this year. For some reason, something's telling me like it's going to be good. And if it don't, you're, you're going to be all right. Cause I mean, we survived 2020. So. Yeah. I feel like this year in 2021, well, this is the year I graduated from high school, but, um, I feel like the kids that are going to graduate from high school this year, everybody just wants to get over it at this point. Wait, can you repeat the question again? I, I forgot it. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask like how we feel about the new year so far. We have one month down. Right. So, yeah, just how we feel as of now. And kind of like what Peyton said, I'm like more hopeful, which is kind of surprising. Like you said, we got through 2020. So I feel like I don't know if we were to be stuck in the same situation. We've done it already. So I feel like we can do it like better this time around. Cause like, uh, especially like with school and stuff like that, like last year we just kind of got thrown onto like online school, but going into like a new school year, like knowing that it's going to be online, I kind of have uh, like a better mindset and a better headspace going into that. I guess I'd say I'm cautiously optimistic because uh, 2020 definitely did a good job of pushing like marginalized stories into the mainstream. And so like now that they are like grasping the attention of everyone, I'm hoping that there's more to be done, like mass incarceration and just like the how vulnerable different communities are um, and how like definitely like how so many people are making money off of other people's pain. I think that was a big thing in 2020, just like more people like gaining billions and billions of dollars in wealth. Um, and I, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful like in my personal life that I'll be able to socialize with more freedom and hopeful in, um, the overall scheme of things that like things will become more equal. I like that term cautiously optimistic. Oh, go ahead, Avani. Go ahead. Say your thing. Talk Sorry. My, my internet was messing up, but I also agree. Um, cautiously optimistic is definitely the way to put it. Um, uh, I honestly resonate with a lot that everyone said, especially Alana. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, there are a lot of community fridges that are being made in Philadelphia alone, but I also um, just sent funding to one that's happening in LA, which is like my hometown, like where I grew up, like near where my grandma lives. So that makes me really optimistic because um, a lot of the homeless population and uh, stuff like people are finally recognizing it as a problem and it's been a problem for forever, but now people with the ability to sort of do something are seeing it as an issue, especially um, during this pandemic, because, you know, they're, they're unbelievably vulnerable. Um, and personally, also cautiously optimistic emphasis on the caution <laughs> because January also kind of sucked, but um, I know that like, you know, in May and even next month, even next week, like there are so many changes that are going to be happening in my life that I know of happening in this organization um, that just make me very excited and, you know, give me a little zest for life. <laughs> so based on last year, uh, I know this is something I thought about a lot, just like predicting how 2021 was going to be. Um, I definitely did not expect us to be in quarantine still like after a year but I mean realistically speaking like it makes sense but um yeah I I just I was very optimistic last year and this year I'm more cautiously optimistic let's put it that way but I'm just wondering is this how you guys expected 2021 to be just based off of last year like I, I guess put yourself in the position of when lockdown first started. How did you foresee 2021 to be? Do you guys remember when everyone was saying like, oh, this will be cured in April. This will be, this will be like done with in August. And here we are. <laughs> um, I, this is not at all what I expected it to be. I was really optimistic last year and hoping that it would be done in August, <laughs> you know? Um, but then as things kept dragging on and um, seeing the patterns of people, I was like, this isn't going anywhere for a little bit, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, yeah, not at all what I expected it to be. Not at all what I expected it to be for college because I, I graduated um, in a pandemic. <laughs> like I graduated online um, when we didn't know what was happening. And that's not how I expected my senior year to go. I expected to have a prom. I expected to, you know, go to class and do all these things with my friends and, you know, kind of say a goodbye to people. Because um, when school schools kind of closed, it was just like, oh, you'll be back in two weeks. So no, you know, like me and my friends are like, I'll see you in two weeks. And then it was another week. And then it was another week. And then it was, you're not coming back. Um, so, you know, I didn't expect to leave without saying so many goodbyes in person. Yeah, I feel you on the like last year. I couldn't say goodbye to my senior friends, and they all they all just went away, and I really don't see nobody no more. So yeah, I know what you mean. But except for like the close friends, like the people you're usually hanging with, those are like usually the ones you're gonna be with all around the time. Those are the people that really got you. I think last year I was very optimistic that things would be gone soon. Like I was really expecting us to be on campus this school year, but clearly we aren't. And yeah, I think that just like, it puts things into perspective and like it, may, it truly makes me value like 
experiences in person. Like, I mean, I just did school like a few minutes ago, but I truly do appreciate like being in the classroom setting with other people around me and like having that in-person interaction rather than just being online and like being on Zoom, which like, I mean, I'm grateful that we are able to continue this way, but it could definitely be better. And yeah, I think like it just makes me more aware of like to I guess not set too high expectations, but really just be realistic, I guess. Yeah. I totally agree, Andre. Um, and this is gonna probably sound like pessimistic, but I it definitely taught me to lower my expectations. Um for a lot of human beings, you know, like the ones that just don't wear masks outside. Like, what's that about, you know? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. And so it definitely wasn't what I expected, but I think it definitely gave me more realistic expectations and showed me what people are actually capable of, um, at least in the U.S. Um, but yeah, that's not necessarily a great thing because with it, it just comes like a lot of frustration. But um, I think my expectations are more realistic now. I definitely agree with that, Alana, because, <laughs> um, you know, like I've had to deal with the anti-maskers and stuff. Um, and I also didn't expect, I mean... I didn't expect people to get so violent over the littlest things, which I know is a little graphic, but like at my job, I've been pushed and almost like physically fought because people want to get in line and get in the store that's overcrowded. And like pre COVID, like I just, you would never expect people to fight to get into a grocery store. You know, you wouldn't expect, I didn't, I didn't expect people to have to fight with people over like, caring for yourself and caring for other people when there's a deadly virus going around. And I also didn't expect people to deny science and facts and date, like deny straight up danger <laughs> as much as they are right now. Like they're almost a year into this. There are still people saying like COVID isn't real. Like you are so far behind the train, man. <laughs> like COVID is real and we made a vaccine for it. And it's a virus, like it it exists. <laughs> um, I I just I didn't expect this much stupidity to come from the U.S. specifically. I already had low expectations for you know this country under this the previous administration, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I didn't expect them to get that low. I'm not gonna even lie, <laughs> but it definitely taught me to be a little bit more realistic and um, definitely shaved off the optimism um with people which is a little unfortunate but so this is my last question for you all but um yeah i just wanted to ask if you guys had any words of affirmation to anybody who's having a rough start to the year and kind of just give a sense of hope and inspiration to those yes uh take a day at a time Without pain, there isn't any gain. And just do what you love. Um, I think what I, ha I think what I have to say is, um, it's, 
it's hard to make a bounce back. It is. That's undeniable. But eventually you do make it. If the beginning of this year was hard for you, that's okay. Look at where you just came from. Um, you're not going to pop out of recovering from that as if it never happened. You know, you are going to be changed and that's okay. Um, allow this year to fully blossom and grow into that person that you've changed into um, and use this time for that and be patient with yourself about that. Um, if no one believes in you, believe in yourself. Per. I think this one took me a long time to learn, but, you know, being here is enough, you know, you don't have to do anything or strive to be something that you're not being you and being here and being alive right now. That's totally enough. And living in the moment, just live in the moment. Trust me, you'll love it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, kind of similar to Alana, just like, you don't always have to be productive, take things one day at a time. If things are rough now, it will get better in the future. Just wait on it and there's hope for the future. And collectively, let's just get better and wish for a better future for, I don't know, for us to not be in lockdown and actually get to enjoy each other's presence in person. Um, but yeah, that's a wrap on this podcast episode. Um, I just, before we wrap up, I want to give a quick shout out to Arden and Natalie, who are two um, teens who couldn't make it on this call with us. And actually we have another Nat who couldn't make it on this call. But um, yeah, shout out to y'all. And I want to give a big thank you to our facilitators, Andrea, Michelle, Felicia, and Bennett for having us and like organizing all of our weekly meetings and I don't know, really just like honing in this collective and all of our sponsors, all of our vendors. And I speak on behalf of Christ saying this, wear your mask outside and be safe, be healthy, um, have a great year. And we hope to see you guys at the next time around. But yeah, that's it for this podcast. So see y'all next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.